Welcome back, everyone. Jay Bone here for Smash This Podcast. Coming at you late on a Saturday. Oh, not too late. So why are we here? I'll tell you why we're here. We're here to cover the show that just ended on Fight TV. Folks, if you did not watch... AAW Pros, Savages, and Kings, you're missing out. Seriously missing out on some of the best independent wrestling out there today. And there was a lot of really well-known faces on this show. You had the guys in the main event. You had Fred Yehi, who was really coming into his own. You had AAW's own. Uh, Eddie Kingston, the return of, well, I think we both of us know him as Kurt Stallion. I call him Stallion Rogers here. Straight out of the WWE. Thanks, Taz. Much love. Thank you for the super sticker. Appreciate that, brother. That's a lovely picture you got there, too. You had guys like Colt Boom Boom Cabana. You had Impact Wrestling's very own Larry D. And, oh, my goodness, the man is looking tremendous these days. I saw him two years ago in that same building, almost exactly two years ago. Phenomenal, phenomenal, fucking phenomenal transformation. I wish I could have been down there. I really wish I do. I, I really wish I could have. I'm just, I'm not up for it yet, folks. Not up for it. I will get down there sometime, though. Oh, man. The ladies, the ladies knocked it out of the park, too. But let's. Let's start talking about this, folks. Like I said, we're talking about Savages and Kings. Straight out of Chi-Town earlier tonight. And as we get into this, folks, I'm sorry, this, this lime, this twisted limeade C4 energy drink is just, you know, it's got the taste buds going. They're just going. Thanks for stopping in, Taz. Um, I know it's not the Taz. I know who it is. <laughs> so as we get into this, folks, don't forget to smash that like button, smash that sub button, ring that bell for notifications. If you're watching on the old Twitch, you can cheer bits, you can sub. If you're watching on the YouTube you can do like Taz did here. You can do the super sticker or super chat. I'm still getting used to all this new stuff here. You can show your support just below the chat there. Um, all this stuff is so new to me. Uh, 
what else there is links in the description go check them out there is a discord there is a merch link speaking of merch i want to i mean we're talking about aaw so for those of you who who just got done watching it maybe missed the plug during the show there is a 20 percent off at pwt's for 48 hours for anybody that was on the show tonight. For example, Freddie Ahai, Eddie Kingston, Cole Cabana, Larry D, any of the ladies that were on there, Jake something. So many names. 20% off PWTs if they have a PWT stores. I imagine a majority of these folks do. Most wrestlers nowadays have some kind of presence on there. And I will say, one of the best looking tees on there, as far as people on this show, Frontman Jossie. You can get his link uh, in the um, bio of his Twitter. Because it's not Frontman Jossie, it's Frontman Ja Rocks or something like that. It's something different. So get the link at the top of his Twitter. Go check out the Black Panther T. No, I'm not talking about the controversial group. It's a, it's it looks almost kind of like an old school Piper T. You know, only it's got a lot more flair to it. The color scheme is just tremendous on it. It's gorgeous T. There you go, Ja. Plugged your pro wrestling tea store. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? Um, oh, buymeacoffee.com. Another way you can help support the show if you want to tip one of your favorite podcasts. Any denomination will do. Oh, and the audio portion of uh, this podcast. You can find it at anchor.fm forward slash smash this podcast. And that goes out to Spotify, iTunes, Google, Verbal, Podbean, all those lovely places. It's even on Amazon. You can look up smash this podcast on it. You could say to your your Amazon thing. I just, there's so many technology things. I'm I'm just getting old, folks. I'm just getting old. I can't keep up with everything. Those little doohickeys. You can you set them next to you know next to you on the desk. I know Trent's got one of them. Say uh, say hey Amazon or whatever the heck the doohickey's name is. Play Smash This Podcast, and it'll play Smash This Podcast. That's pretty freaking awesome. Alexa, is that what it is? Something like that. So, all right. Let's talk about it. Savaging, savage, wow. Savages and Kings. From AAW Pro. Um, oh, by the way, the code for the PWT store is AAW Kings. 
that's the code for the 48 hour 20% off special. Uh, we start out here with uh, Russ Jones and his manager welcoming us to Savages and Kings. Basically saying that nobody signed up tonight for uh, to, to face up tonight. So he's really pissed off and he just wants to go out there and he wants to you know, fuck some shit up. So it's like, oh boy. <laughs> he's going to take it out on someone tonight. We find out later who. Excuse me. We start out the night with uh, Isaiah Moore versus Shane Mercer. I believe this is, I've seen Isaiah Moore a few times on here, but I believe they said this is Shane Mercer's debut. And it said something to the effect of, uh, don't put me on the pre-show, put me on the main card. And he said, you won't regret it. So they did. And I got to say, I am now a fan of Shane Mercer. He just clobbered the hell out of Isaiah Moore. Good match, though. Good match, though. Um, so, yeah, we'll see if uh, he comes back to AAW and see what kind of path in his uh, career he starts carving out here. Congrats, Shane Mercer. Uh, then we get a triple threat from the ladies. This is for the number one contendership for the AAW Women's Championship. We got Christy Janes. I have not seen her in a long time. It's been a long time. Versus Jody Threat. Now, I've heard of her, but I haven't seen her stuff. So I was excited to see what she did in this match. And versus Sky Blue. Sky Blue's been an up-and-comer in, um, in this brand. She just had a hell of a match last month with Hyen. So having that kind of momentum going into this, I kind of in the back of my head was thinking she could certainly come out with a win here. I was a little surprised that she didn't, but I was impressed with all of them. I really was. And Jody threat came out with a win beating the other two. And she is your new number one contender. So she is going to, well, She's going to end up, you know, at, at this point in the show, you could say she's going to end up, you know, facing the winner of the women's title match later. So you can't automatically assume it's going to be Allison K. So next, you got a four way number one contendership for the heritage title. You got Davey Vega out there with John, capital E, period, Bravo, wearing just a, just a lovely suit. Just a lovely suit. Haven't seen Bravo in a bit. It's been a while. I don't know if he was on the last show. But he, uh, wow. He's, 
He is uh, never, never lacking, uh, never, never short of uh, words to, uh, you know, talk down to the audience and all that lovely stuff. It's what a, what a pleasant fellow that John E. Bravo is. So you got Davey Vega with Johnny Bravo versus frontman Jossie. Was really excited to see him in this. So he's been talking a lot of stuff, but now he's got the opportunity. So let's see if he backs it up here. Versus Ace Austin, no Fulton. Interesting. No Fulton. Versus Hakeem Zane, former heritage title holder. Obviously itching at the opportunity to uh take it here and now i th i thought the heritage title was going to be defended tonight but no there was no myron reed on the show tonight it's just a just a four-way number one contender match um this was so much fun um i'm really becoming a fan of uh davy vega and uh i mean i i see i see ace austin and i see Hakeem Zayn, a.k.a. Rohit Raju, a lot. And so I'm, I'm more inclined to really watch Davey Vega and frontman Jossie to see what they're doing. Because, I mean, Davey Vega has a long history in this company, but he's still new to my eyes. Like, he had all that history with his former tag partner, Matt Fitchett, as, as the besties. <laughs> okay, Shuttlesworth missed the majority of the show, it looks like. That's all right. If you paid for it, you can still go back and watch it. Um, so, um, but everyone brought it here. So much fun to watch these four. I mean, everybody, you can say, you know, I, I, everybody got their shit in. It was so much fun. And um, a, a little surprised here. I shouldn't be surprised, but I was a little surprised here. Um, so frontman Jossie put a, I forget what he did. He did something to someone. The other, his, uh, whoever he put a move on fell out of the ring. And just as uh, Jossie finished his move, uh, Ace Austin literally came out of nowhere and hit him with the fold and pinned him one, two, three. It's phenomenal, man. That fold move is just dope. Just dope. So Ace Austin is your new number one contender for a Myron Reed's Heritage Championship. I cannot wait to see that one. Tremendous. RK says he, he did wake up for Colt versus Larry and afterwards. Well, that's good. That's good. So you... You woke up after, what is that, after the break? After the break, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> I don't remember where the break was. I think there was, what, two or three matches after the break? Uh, the intermission, if you will. So, yeah, Ace Austin, your new number one contender. And, uh, man, John... 
uh, Johnny Bravo is just fuming. He is just screaming mad. So pissed that uh, Davey Vega didn't win. He's not mad at Davey Vega. But he wants this finish, he wants this result to be reversed. So I don't know if he wants the match to start over or just everything he raised. I don't know what he wants. He's just, he's like, he's like I am going to sit out here until the, the result is reversed and he's going to hold the show hostage. Well, you know what happens next. The guy with the name that the people call when they need shit done. First name, four letters, R-U-double-S, Russ Jones. Russ Jones comes out and, uh, oh, my bad, Hartenbauer's uh, out there too. That's like another up-and-comer that... Johnny Bravo's been, you know, tagging along with because he, he needs some muscle, you know. So, <laughs> so you got Russ Jones coming out there with uh, his um, his manager, Smooth. I can't think of his name. My, my apologies. He's also got a big mouth, but I love him. Um Um, I'm just I'm laughing because I could I could picture them and they, they just these guys know how to get a crowd riled up. It's, it's great. Um, so Russ Jones comes out, gets in Hartenbauer's face, and all of a sudden there's a ref out there. So all of a sudden we have a sanctioned match <laughs> between Hartenbauer and Russ Jones, and I'm like. Oh my God, look out. So both these guys are just, they're just big, badass, bald, muscular dudes. Um, kind of like me, only different. Actually, very different. Anyways, so, so these guys are tearing it up and, um, but it doesn't take too long for Russ Jones to put Hartenbauer in his place. In fact, it takes him about three minutes. Did someone say three minutes? And uh, so, yeah, Russ Jones beats Hart Hartenbauer in uh, <laughs> uh, in a, a no no time flat. And. Uh, Man, and I've been I've been waiting to see these two to go at it. Just is one of those things. It's like okay, you know, I want to see Russ Jones, you know, mess up what you know everyone. But who do you want to really see him face? Okay, Hart and Bauer was at the towards the top of that list, and we finally got to see that. So that was great. So Russ Jones is really on a path of destruction. And you know eventually he's going to end up getting a shot at the championship. It just depends on where the road takes him. 
And I can see that there's other people in the company, too, that are on a very similar path. Guys like Schaff, and we'll get to him in a bit. And you got to wonder how long it's going to take for these two to end up colliding. It's very interesting. So, like I said, Russ Jones takes out Hart and Bauer. Then, excuse me, we've got the AAW women's title match. I was also very excited about this because as soon as I heard Melanie Cruz was going to be in this match, uh, I, I really like Melanie Cruz. Now, unfortunately, her time in uh, AAW uh, really didn't go too well. You know, it was, um, you know, they put her in that stable with uh, Brandy Rhodes. And uh, I can't even remember what the hell it was called. But um, it, it just didn't work out well. You know, it just didn't fly with the, the – it just didn't catch on, you know. Um, and and then the pandemic happened, and the whole women's roster really took a dive. And, uh, and Melody Cruz just kind of disappeared from TV, sadly. I mean, she came out there once in a while with um, – the Chaos Project or um, Dr. <clears throat> what the hell is the guy's name? Dr. Luther. Terrence Sullivan. What's up, man? Um, but anyways, so she basically disappeared from TV for the last like year and a half, give or take a little. So I've been I've been really wanting to see her back on my TV. You know, whether she comes back to I, I don't think she's with AEW anymore. I don't know. I haven't checked to see if she's on the roster page. Still, I'll check that later. Or if somebody wants to check while I'm live, I appreciate it. But they haven't used her in a while. You know, and I know some people, depending on their situation, their family situation, just want to stay home and protect their family throughout all this. And you gotta you gotta respect that, you know. Now I I thought I heard that Melanie Cruz has some kind of other like home business or something going on. So it's not like she's like penniless throughout this entire thing. She's got some something going on. I just didn't hear what. So that's good for her. So like I said, <coughs> excuse me. So like I said, I was very excited to see Melanie Cruz back. I actually had the pleasure of meeting her a handful of years ago. Uh, and I, I talk about this every great once in a while. <laughs> um, and, uh, that Global Force Wrestling uh, Stadium tour from uh, about about five five or so years ago, um, was it four or five years ago, whatever it was, and she was on there. She was uh, the the one women's match on there. Melanie Cruz wrestled Santana Garrett, and I got to meet Santana Garrett too. So. Uh, so that was cool, you know, and I, I still say how much fun that whole event was, top to bottom. One of the most fun shows I ever got to go to. I got to meet uh, Colt Cabana that one, too. Very cool. Good brothers. So many, so many cool guys I met. Um, so Melanie Cruz facing off against Allison K, defending her AAW Women's 
championship. Um, this was just an absolute slobber knocker. I mean, there were a couple of slobber knockers um, at this show. And in fact, the following match was also quite the slobber knocker. Uh, these two women just clobbering the shit out of each other. I mean, Stephanie Cruz just really bringing it. And she was, <laughs> we haven't seen her in such a long time. She's, she's actually, you know, starting to grow her hair out again. So, you know, she didn't have the shaved head. So she, uh, you know, she got rid of that gimmick. So, um, but she looked great, you know, against Allison K. She really did. And then Allison K at the end had her, I don't know what the hell it was. She had her arms pinned back, similar to like when Britt Baker is about to do her finisher with the uh, you know mandible claw, except <laughs> Allison K didn't do that. She was just doing straight elbows to the side of Melanie Cruz's head, gave her about 20 elbows, and Melanie Cruz was just out. So this ended by ref stoppage slash TKO. And I was like, oh, my God, she just knocked her the fuck out. Crazy, crazy. A lot of fun to see these women just clobber the shit out of each other. Hard hitting, very hard hitting match. So Allison K successfully defends her AAW uh, women's championship and she will go on I don't know if it's the next event that's going to come up next. I'm not sure which event that is. I got to double check. I know they got the Lyman's um, tournament thing going on. Um, they've, they've got a they've got a loaded fall ahead of them. They have several several events they also have um the week of all out which is basically what a month from now or just less than a month from now um that week aaw has a show on a is it thursday i think it's thursday kicking off the week and it's either Wednesday or Thursday. I got to double check with Trent. So I might be at that one. I, I'll have to see. But nonetheless, one of the next shows that they've got planned, it'll be Allison K defending against Jody Threat. Really excited to see that one. Terrence Sullivan says, I want AK-47 back in Impact. I know a lot of fans do, dude, but from what I hear... Because, you know, I hear things, you know, I, I talk to people. Well, I've heard that she is happy with what she's doing right now. She's, she's, because uh, she's a veteran and she's successful. Um, she doesn't want to sign with anyone right now from what I hear. But you never know. She could change her mind down the road. I know she was very successful in Impact Wrestling. She is a former Knockouts champion. Um, I'd like to see her back too. I don't know what happened, you know. All I know is that she left shortly after the 
it was about four years ago, was it three or four years ago, 2017-ish, she left and, um, excuse me, um, it was right around the time that they started, that Impact Wrestling started their Twitch streaming. Um, so, so almost exactly, almost exactly four years ago, I think. Oh, May. Okay, so Terrence Sullivan says she left May 2018. Okay, so three years ago, I knew it was three or four. That's right. Twitch was three years. Yeah. So they were so, and they and they just ended their streaming. I mean, they're still have they still have a presence on there, but they're not putting original content on there. So, so, <laughs> like I said a few days ago uh, on TNI, rip the co-streams. <laughs> R.I.P. the co-streams. So, um, but yeah, tremendous match between these two melanie cruz so good to see her back really good really good i hope i hope to see her more often we'll have to see you know because i know she has a kid now so she obviously wants to protect her family as well now speaking of slobber knockers we have shaft versus jake something talk about two Two hosses, two bulls, whatever you want to, you know, fill in the blank. Um, just crazy. Um, oh yeah, the the Twitch started in April 2018. Yeah, it was a, it was a WrestleMania week, I think. You're right. Yeah, it wasn't uh, Bound for Glory. My bad, Terrence. Thank you. You're right. Yeah, because they had that. Um, it was like the Impact versus Lucha Underground show, something like that. I forget. It's all fuzzy. You know, you watch so much wrestling and it all goes in one ear and sadly out the other. Not, not a lot stays in the old noggin anymore. All right. So we got Shaft versus uh, Jake something. Like I said, two hosses just clobbering the shit out of each other. Now, Jake something has quite the history in this company, and Schaff is um, – I got to do a little more research on Schaff, but he's new to this company. And the fact that he came off with a win here is, uh, to quote the, uh, the commentators – the announcers called this an upset and uh, it's, yeah, I, I believe that. I, I totally believe that. Cause I think a lot of people uh, assumed Jake was going to win. Cause Jake, um, Jake has had some tremendous, you know, win or loss. Jake has had some tremendous matches. He had that match with uh, Josh Alexander recently that, uh, that 20 minute, so 20 minute draw. It was a 20 minute draw. And now we're going to see that again on impact wrestling. It'll be interesting to see how that one goes. Like I said, never assume, never assume. 
Um, but yeah, Shaft versus Jake something. Man, these two guys just whipping the shit out of each other. Just so much fun. Two two matches like this in a row. Now, normally I would probably complain about something like that, but man, these these guys just brought it. You know, to watch an up and comer like Shaft go against a guy like Jake something. Um just uh crazy. So Shaft takes him out with a DD two fourteen. One, two, three. And then I think that was was that the was that the break then? The break was either here or after the next tape tag match, I forget, but nonetheless. Um, then we had uh, Jake Lander and Braden Lee versus uh, Infamy, the uh, tag team champs defending Joesa and Robin Steele, the original guy who won the tag champs with Joesa. Um, oh, damn it. No, I can't think of his name. But he's... Uh, He's injured, unfortunately. But this being a uh, kind of a three-man stable, they decided to do the whole uh, f um, Oh my god, I'm just having a complete brain fart tonight. I can picture the tag team. I can't think of the name. <laughs> When you get three people in a tag team and you never know who's going to defend it. Same as like what VBD right now. Someone will come up with it in the chat. And then I'll slap myself silly for not remembering. Um, Freebirds. See, I knew it was something. I almost said like Thunderbird. I'm like, no, that's not right. That's a, <laughs> that's a hot rod car or whatever. Freebird. Thank you, Terrence. Much love, brother. Thank you. See, obviously, this isn't doing much, doing much for me this time of night. It just tastes good. So, <laughs> I guarantee you, as soon as I'm done with this and go hit the hay, go just knock right the fuck out. So, so the funny thing about Jake Landers and Braden Lee, <clears throat> excuse me, is Jake Landers has been trying to teach Braden Lee a thing or two about being in a tag team and just kind of coming up in the business. Similar, I won't say it's like a ripoff because it's not. It's just similar and it's funny. Similar to what Brian Myers in Impact Wrestling is doing with uh, uh, Beal. So, <laughs> Sam Beal. So, you know, but they are a decent tag team. It's just, you know, a little goofy watching them work together. Um, both good wrestlers. And, and, and so many of these guys are still so, like, new to my eyes. But it's so, you can tell these kids are hungry as hell. And they're, they're just, you know, dying for an opportunity. And they are working 253 percent 253 probably probably 254 percent in the ring 
just working hard. I don't know where that number came from anyways. Uh, <laughs> that's right, Terrence. Stupid Mark Sambiel. <laughs> Cue the clobbering with the purse a la um, Missy Hyatt. Oof. Um, but yeah, this was fun. And uh, and infamy is still really new to my eyes too. But uh, but Robin Steele and Joyce have pulled it off here, and it was uh, it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Um, it didn't it didn't see. I mean, they certainly got some moves in here, but um, but Robin Steele did uh the swanton to uh the swanton into a double stomp. Just oh. The finisher is just brutal, and they get the they get the pin one two three. Um, now it's getting really interesting. So you got the last two matches here. You got Larry D versus Colt Cabana. Colt Cabana, of course, being one of Chicago's all time favorites. He gets so much love here. Larry Larry D really coming off like a big ass heel here. And, um, which is interesting because he's, well, he's a little different on, um, impact wrestling, but he was, I mean, he was, I mean, he's, I guess he's a heel with AC, you know, on, uh, on impact wrestling. But I mean, he just, it was at another level here. It really was, I mean, he was really riled up and just pissing the crowd off. Which I mean, it's it's easy to do when you've got a guy like Colt Cabana who is loved so much. I mean, I've never heard anybody say anything bad about Colt Cabana, you know, except for like that one time I saw him as a heel in Ring of Honor right before he jumped ship to AEW, so which was weird. Hey, we got Uncle Mark in the house. What's up, Alati and I? How you doing, brother? Um, but man, in this, in the promo that Colt Cabana cut earlier in the night, he was he said it was one of those things where you don't know what kind of match he's gonna bring. He's like, whatever Larry decides to bring as far as what kind of match he's gonna do, he can do it. Cole Cabana's been around long enough. He could do the catch-as-can wrestling. He can do a comedy, you know, I, and I've seen him do the comedy stuff, and it's so much fun, and it's goofy. Or you could have him do, a, you know, almost like a lucha style. He, he could do anything. He could do any style of wrestling or, or just a knockdown, drag-out, slobber knocker of a match, which is pretty much what they brought here. Um, and then Colt Cabana threw in a few high-flying moves, which is not rare, but in the style that they worked for a majority of this match, you could say it was rare. Um, but Colt Cabana was obviously going to have to do everything he could to take out a guy like Larry D. And part of me was really rooting for Larry D, but then if you know you, <laughs> you you think you start thinking, 
you try not to overthink these things, but it's like, ah, oh, no, Colt Cabana's not going to lose. <laughs> it would, uh, it would almost cause a riot if a guy like Colt Cabana lost in a show like this. This crowd was pretty fired up too. Um, but yeah, just, uh, just, this is just another slobber knocker of a match. A lot of fun. And damn, I mean, I mean, I love Colt Cabana. He's a lot of fun to watch no matter what kind of style match he's doing. But um, watching Larry D and looking at his, and I don't usually pay attention to this, but this has been a, a, a subject that has been brought up here and there, or especially over the last year and a half. What some wrestlers have done to their physique over the last 18 plus months. Larry D has totally transformed himself i and this is right after uh my wife got home she was gone all day and i said i said it we were sitting watching uh on a on the big screen which is nice i didn't wasn't stuck here the whole time thank you to the fight tv app on the television um I told her, I said, this guy, Larry, I said, basically had my physique. You know, he had a big gut, but he was a muscular big guy, you know. But, and, um, you know, kind of like the crusher, you know, just a big physique, but, you know, out of shape. I said, but this dude has lost so much weight and at the same time gained so much muscle. They, they clocked him in at, what, 300 pounds? I was like, oh, my God. He's got 300 pounds. So he lost the fat and gained like twice as much muscle. It's crazy. I'm like, this guy's a six pack. This is ridiculous. From meeting this guy, like, was it two years ago? Or was it two years ago or three years ago? I forget. It's all blurry. But being at all glory and meeting him, it, it was the night that AC got signed, for those of you who remember. Same night, because those two had a match, and then Scott pulled AC back in and signed him, and I was there. And then I was talking to Larry D. afterwards. And and from, from meeting him then and seeing him there for the first time and becoming a fan to now has just been phenomenal to watch this guy's journey. So, I mean, even in losing to a guy like Colt Cabana, it's, it's not a bad thing because these guys had a tremendous match. It was so much fun. Um, then moving on to the main event, Fred Yehi and a mystery partner versus Eddie Kingston and a mystery partner. Um, now, originally, this was supposed to be a 1v1. And then I... <laughs> I won't get into it. I'll just say I heard some stuff happen behind the scenes and it had to turn into a tag match. It's like, whatever. That's wrestling. It makes the world go around, you know? Um, so they made it a tag match. And so I was really interested to see who their partners were going to be. So, you know, my brain starts going. I'm like, okay, so Eddie Kingston... He's coming in from AEW. 
and my my brain just went full cuckoo here because I'm like, oh, he's in a tag team with with John Moxley. John Moxley is gonna come in to this crowd and the place they're gonna blow the roof off the place. And then I'm like, okay, but now is that realistic? No. But I mean, John Moxley is is even you know, showing up at, at uh, you know, shows like GCW. And then I'm like, all right, settle down, J-Bone. Just, just, just settle down. Just, just cut his mic. You know, I'm having these conversations with myself. and just frustrating myself. So, <laughs> and then I'm trying to think who would Fred, Fred Yehi would pick. And I'm trying to think of someone from his past. And I'm like, well, I have no idea. So I'm like, okay, I'll just settle down. Trust the process. I'm sure it'll be good. So Fred Yehi comes out, and then his partner comes out, and it's, well, they call him Stallion Rogers, a.k.a. Kurt Stallion, formerly of W, straight out of up north, straight out of the WWE. Um, now, apparently... He used to be in AAW in the Indies all over the place. I know I've seen him different places. I think he, I even seen him in um, Ring of Honor. I know I saw him a bunch of places. I just can't remember where I all seen him, but I know he was very talented. So, so he's Fred Yehi's partner. Great to see him back in the Indies. Um, Eddie Kingston comes out. And or uh, or he actually comes out last. Eddie Kingston's partner though comes out first, and it's Matt Fidget, and then Eddie Kingston comes out. So Matt Fidget, and this was funny because Matt Fidget, right around the time of the intermission, um, has a confrontation with his old tag team partner, um, Davey Vega. And Davey Vega's like, oh, you're a little late. Huh? And I guess you're not even on the card tonight, you know. So Davey Vega and Johnny Bravo are trying to make fun of him. And little, little did we know, Matt Fitchett is in the main event. So very interesting tag partners. And I was like, you know, I was <laughs> okay. So in the back of my head, yes, I was still hoping for Moxley, but I wasn't disappointed because I knew these guys were all going to kill it, especially Eddie Kingston. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, in front of 15,000 people at an AEW show on a Wednesday night or, a you know, a, a little house show like this in front of several hundred people uh, down on Bourbon Street in Chi-Town. Um, he's going to bring it, you know. Now, the only thing that was a little disappointing, and I've talked about this before, but it didn't like ruin the show for me or anything is when these guys go into the crowd and they go way back towards the bar and, you know, the, the camera crew only goes so far. They get some guys back there with lighting. And so it kind of takes away from it. So it's like, okay, well, when they come back, I'll pay more attention. That's just me. Um, Cause you can just kind of lose some of it. Um, then the commentators, you give them, you know, credit for trying to call what they can call, see what they can see. But, you know, they're not following the action on the other side of the room in the dark. So, um, but then they come back in the ring and then it just gets absolutely bonkers. Freddie A. High 
and Eddie Kingston are, are, you know, going back and forth like crazy. Uh, Stallion Rogers and Matt Fidget are in the ring and they start this chop fest in the ring and the sweat is just flying and it's just, oh, the, the intensity is you can just cut it with a knife. It's just crazy. So then Matt Fidget ends up uh, winning the match for these guys. And um, so Eddie Kingston's team wins. And, uh, and, and in a sense, it protects the champ and it also protects Eddie Kingston. They're off doing their own thing. Their teams, you know, either win or lost, but, you know, the champ didn't get pinned and Eddie Kingston didn't get pinned. So the upper tier guys, you know, on top of this didn't uh, really get hurt. So, but nonetheless, you know, you know, without overthinking it, it, it was a ton of fun to watch. And now I didn't hear this, but obviously... Eddie Kingston heard this. So he grabs the mic and everyone's on their feet, you know, standing ovation for the main event. And Eddie Kingston lets the crowd have it. And at first it sounds like he's just being a big old heel, but he's not. He's defending uh, the, you know, Kurt Stallion's honor here. And he, he says to the crowd, he's like, you motherfuckers that made fun of this guy. We're coming here, coming in here and making fun of him because he just lost his job up north. He's like, I hope you get in an accident on the way home. It's like, holy shit. But it's like, yeah, how can you make fun of a guy who just lost his job in the WWE? Whether you like the guy or not, that's not fucking cool. You do not make fun of a guy who just lost his job. I know. Like, and I've, I saw, like, I could say like a handful of his matches in WWE on um he was always on like 205 live and which is there's basically no one left on that roster that show is basically dead they fired everyone from there along with several that just got let go including um oh gosh no i can't think of the guy's name i just did the video on it alex zane all those guys they'll they all just got fired you know, and it's sad because these guys, you know, they're excited. And, and a lot of these guys just got signed, what, six months ago and just got fired. It's like, what the fuck? It's unbelievable. So Eddie Kingston lets the crowd have it. And uh, he picks up Kurt out of the corner, embraces him in the middle of the ring, gives him a big old hug, shakes his hand. He's like, you're going to be all right. You know? Um. And then uh, he gets emotional, and he's like, two years ago, he's like, I didn't know if I was going to be able to ever do this again. Then the pandemic happens, and um, he's like, so I call up Cody Rhodes to, to try to get a chance. And, um, and he got his chance, and because he had that match, he got signed. And uh, he is so thankful. He's like, He's like, I love what I do in AEW. He's like, but I will always remember the companies like this that kept me fed when t 
times were rough, you know, when I was out there, you know, selling my gear because I thought I was done. And um, I mean, if and if if you've seen his stuff on AEW and you you enjoy it, go to the AAW Pro like YouTube channel and look up some of it. I know they put some of his stuff on there. In fact, I think they just put an old match of his with Yehai from a few years ago on there. So, um, so yeah, great match, great speech from Eddie Kingston, and it's inspiring. It's inspiring because you know, you know, he didn't give up. He gave it his all. He now is signed with AEW. He loves his job. He gets to still do what he does, and then come back to a place like this and do what he does for the place that, you know, kept him fed and, you know, made him who he is. You know, one, one of the places that didn't <laughs> turn their back on him when he was, you know, purposely or unpurposely burning bridges behind him. <laughs> he's, uh, you know, he's, he's had a bit of a tumultuous past in the world of professional wrestling, but, you know, uh, I still love him. Absolutely love him. Um, So, uh, you know, and especially seeing him put over the locker room and give his speech, like what he did at the end of the show, it, it shows you, shows you what kind of guy Eddie Kingston really is. That's real shit right there. Guys like him don't need to be fake and say, you know, uh, you know, send a, you know, like a veteran like that, you know, send the crowd home happy. Well, he let that crowd have it when they were making fun of Kurt Stallion for being fired. You know, he he's he is about as real as it gets. But then he, you know, kind of flipped it around, and then the crowd, you know, they didn't turn on Eddie. You know, they didn't turn on Eddie. They were like, shit, yeah, you're right. You know? So, um, such a fun show folks i've said this before i'll say it again and i'll keep saying this as long as i'm watching these specials um 12 12.99 seriously fight tv just order it give it give this company a chance and i can i can guarantee fucking to you you will not leave disappointed no matter who's on the show whether you know these people or not i can't tell you how many people that have come in and out of this company over the last several months and I've become a fan of them. And even if I don't know them, you know, Russ Jones, out of nowhere, I have no freaking clue who this guy is, but I see what this guy brings to the show and his, his charisma and his intensity and, you know, and his, 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 um, his manager too, you know, it's hilarious. Reminds me of um, that whistleblowing motherfucker from ECW. I can picture him, and I can't. He used to, you know, manage Sabu and RVD and those guys. Can't think of his name. Damn it. Don't grow old, folks. Fucking sucks. Forget shit all the time. And then <laughs> they do drink shit like this and get gastritis, you know? So. <laughs> <laughs> it's a vicious circle. Uh, but yeah, great show. Ton of fun. Bill Alfonso. Thank you, Mark. Love you, bro. So, <laughs> oh, 
Jiminy Christmas. Who booked this shit? Which one's Jay? Uh, so, yeah, that's it for this one. I wanted to keep this one at under an hour. It looks like we are going to do it. So, uh, as we get out of here, folks, just want to remind you, 20% off for anyone who was involved in the show tonight for the next 48 hours, two days, uh, A-E, uh, excuse me, A-A-W Kings is the code. Go to Pro Wrestling Tees, and, you know, you can get tees from, you know, Fred Yehi, Cole Cabana, Larry D, Jake something, or any of the lovely ladies on there. Go get yourself some merch at a great price. And, um, uh, you know, help help support this hard-working hard crew, especially, you know, guys like, uh, I mean, well, you know, a guy, a guy like Eddie Kingston, he's working for AEW now, so he doesn't need it as much. But at least, you know, the indie folks, the guys and the ladies, um, go, uh, go get some merch. Oh, and I would just want to say, I know this is Smash's podcast, but I noticed that someone, um, went and purchased some stuff and I'll, I'll thank this on the Sunday night show as well, but on the, the dinner, but someone purchased some merch off the new spread shop merch from T and I bought themselves a lovely new hat and some stickers. So I just want to say, thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Um, it makes me feel good because I made the shop for TNI just to sell some different stuff other than tees on pro wrestling tees. Sorry, pro wrestling tees. I'm selling some more shit. So, <laughs> so much love guys. I'll see y'all tomorrow night on the Sunday dinner. Oh, and there's also going to be a, uh, jacked up jukebox incoming very soon. Just made the artwork for it the other day. Uh, so if you want, uh, Want to hear about some new Guns and Roses? Stay tuned here to smash this podcast. On our way out of here, you know what to do, folks. Smash that like button. Smash that sub button. Ring that bell for notifications. Why? So that you know when more of my content hits your screen. We're out of here. Good night.